Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Joe Fortenbaugh of ESPN Daily Wager joins us now. Good morning, Joe. What's going on? Gentlemen, good morning. Always a pleasure to be on this show. Hope this morning finds you all well. Yeah, I'd say we're doing pretty well. He just went through a whole list, insulted everybody on the staff. Uh, I did not insult everybody. It's Key's grievances. No. We, was, he, Key airs his grievances. Also it's known fun. as what would we it's all do if uh, we weren't in show. radio? You say also dude. known as Festivus, Festivus in the world of Seinfeld. That's right. It was Festivus Miracle. So, Joe, <laughs> you said do Joe, Evan? Yeah, if Joe – so, Joe, what we were doing uh, previously on the show was – Everybody on the show would talk, and Key would tell us if we weren't in radio, what would our job be just based on our voice? So what would Joe's be? Let me hear your voice, Joe. How would you like me to go about setting this up for you? It is 6 a.m. out here. I feel like I'm walking into a bear trap right now, but yet I'm still talking, hoping at some point I'm going to filibuster this to everything Keyshawn needs to do the impersonation. Well, it just sounds like a very unsuccessful (laughs) Wall Street type guy who's still trying to get back in it and and made some money, but some things went south because he didn't do it the right way. And he spent just a little bit of time, but then he got out and now he's in another business of selling. That's what it sounds like to me. You know what you sound like to me, Key? Mm -hmm. I'll tell you by the end of the show. I just got it. It (laughs) just came to me. It just Max, came. Yeah. Max, can we go back to the beginning where you asked me how I'm doing? <laughs> how are you, Joe? Well, Fortenbaugh? according to Key's explanation, you're not doing too well. <laughs> so, all right, we're week 14 in the NFL, Joe. And the uh, what do you got for us? Browns, Baltimore, the Ravens are at the Browns. And they are, let me see, two and a half point favorites. And the over-under is 42 and a half. Yeah, a lot of movement in this one. Baltimore opened as a a one-and-a-half point favorite. It's moved all the way to Cleveland minus two-and-a-half. So that's a four-point move, and we haven't even reached the weekend yet. But it's happened for a lot of good reasons. Number one, Cleveland is coming off the bye, so they've had two weeks to get ready for this game. And the last time we saw them play was against this very Baltimore squad on Sunday night football where they looked abysmal on offense and couldn't figure out a way to get it done despite four interceptions from Lamar Jackson. But another big reason for the line move is the Baltimore secondary. Extremely banged up. We saw that against Pittsburgh last week. Now Marlon Humphrey has been lost for the season with, I believe, a torn pectoral muscle. That's one of the other key reasons as to why the number continues to move towards the Cleveland Browns. Joe touched up on it. The Baltimore Ravens is just extremely banged up from the start of the season to where we are now. When I look at Cleveland, I say to myself, Baker Mayfield's rested up. Those receivers are rested up. The running backs are rested up. The offensive line has been intact all year long. We've seen Kareem Hunt. We've seen Nick Chubb. When they had the opportunity to run the football now you're going up against a banged up Baltimore Ravens defense and that front seven for Baltimore certainly gives up the goods Pittsburgh not Pittsburgh Cleveland strength is running the football I'm taking Cleveland in this one all right Joe Pittsburgh at Minnesota minus three and a half over under 43 and a half Vikings opened as a four-point favorite in this one. We've seen a little bit of Pittsburgh money that's moved it as far south at some places as minus three. Focus on the total here from 45 to 43 and a half. Unders have been very successful on Thursdays. On, in the last 13 Thursday games played, which includes the entire slate on Thanksgiving, we've seen 11 unders hit, 11. Now, just because something happened in the past does not mean it's going to happen again, and the bookmakers are aware of this, and they are adjusting the prices. But throw 
this into the uh, mix as well. Pittsburgh is an under team when playing on the road. Their last 51 road games, we've only seen the over hit 13 times. 13 times. That's somewhere around 27%. So they're a big-time road team when it comes to unders. Now, Pittsburgh's defense has been good this season. We've all documented the struggles on offense. We see Minnesota, when they're on the road, they're giving up 29 points per game like last week against Detroit. This week, they're at home. That's where they're giving up 19 points per game. They feast on the crowd noise. The under's where I'd be looking here. When I'm looking at this game, Pittsburgh versus Minnesota, I know early on I picked the quarterback and Kirk Cousins to have a better game than Ben Roethlisberger based on the way Ben's played. But if I'm picking this game, I'm taking Pittsburgh. They've played decent on the road. We've seen how they shocked the Buffalo Bills earlier in the season. We just saw what happened in Baltimore. Now you're going up against Minnesota. Minus Thielen, a big target for Kirk Cousins, not in there. And Pittsburgh is still in the hunt to win the division or even make the playoffs. I'm taking Pittsburgh. All right. The Las Vegas Raiders are at Kansas City, nine-and-a-half-point favorites. Chiefs are nine-and-a-half-point favorites at Arrowhead, and the over-under is 48. They're getting better against the spread, Joe. They are getting better against the spread. They got it done last Sunday night against Denver. No movement on the spread here. Open nine-and-a-half, still nine-and-a-half. For the second week in a row, we're seeing money coming in on a Kansas City under from 49-and-a-half down to 47-and-a-half. You've got to ask yourself when it comes to the spread, how comfortable are you laying nine-and-a-half points in a divisional game with an offense that's averaging just 19.6 points per game over their last six outings? Because that's Kansas City. And you guys have been discussing it like everybody has. The offense in Patrick Mahomes, something doesn't look right. Now, over the last six weeks, they did explode one time, and that was three weeks ago against this very Raiders team who once again is falling off a cliff late in the season. For the third year in a row, they've started strong, and they're falling apart late. Open 5-2. and two. Since that 5-2 and two record, they have gone 1-4. and four. Not a lot of faith in the Raiders here, but I don't know if I want to lay the big number with Casey. This is pretty easy for me when I'm picking a game straight up. I got the Kansas City Chiefs because when you... You talk about a team going up against the Las Vegas Raiders, much like you said, they took care of business in Vegas against them, hanging a 40-pack. I don't care about Patrick Mahomes putting up big numbers. All I care about is a W. 22-9 against the Denver Broncos, getting out of there with a W is all we care about. Dallas, four-point favorites on the road at the Washington football team. The over-under is 48 so the Cowboys open is a five-point favorite. We've seen some Washington money that's knocked it down to four, a little bit of under money as well from 48.5 to 47.5. What can you say about this Washington football team? They came off the bye, and they've played four games since. They've won all four All four games, they were an underdog, and they've won them outright. Dallas comes into this game with extra rest. The last time we saw them was Thursday night against the New Orleans Saints. Offense struggled a little bit that game. People wondering what's wrong with Big D. They continue to win football games. They just haven't looked as impressive as early in the season. Keep in note that the Cowboys have done very well in divisional games the last few years. 16-7 and against the spread in their last 23 NFC East showdowns. A lot of that is due to the fact that the teams they're playing haven't been very good. But I would say Washington is somewhat appealing to me here. Not going to lay it with Dallas, wondering if I'm going to get to Washington by kickoff. You talk about Dallas, you talk about playing well. Dallas, uh, Dak Prescott is 13-1 in his last 14 against the NFC 
least, as they like to say right now. So when I talk about Washington, they got a south defense that's playing well up front, but Dallas's offensive line is playing even better. The receivers are back healthy. The running game is there. Tony Pollard's there. I think when you talk about missing Zeke Elliott, it could put a little bit of a damper in their running game, but they have enough stuff from an offensive firepower to take advantage of a weak secondary in Washington. All right, let's talk about the big matchup coming up. Buffalo at Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay, three-and-a-half-point favorite, over under 53.5. Not a lot of movement on either positions, the side or the total. We did see some threes out there yesterday where you could have laid just three with Tampa Bay, but that's now back up to three-and-a-half. I mean, Buffalo's been dangerous off a loss this year. 4-0 and straight up, 3-0-1 against the spread, winning by an average of 26 points per game. The coin flip to that is the fact that who they play coming off a loss hasn't exactly been a murderer's row of elite NFL playoff teams. I'm wondering how Tom Brady and the Buccaneers are going to exploit the Buffalo secondary without Tredavious White. That's not something we really had to account for Monday night in the showdown against the New England Patriots because the wind was so bad in that game, no one was throwing the ball all that often, especially Mac Jones, who threw it, what, three times in that game. So believe it that Brady's going to go after that position here. Nothing on the side for me in this game as of yet. I don't want to bet against Buffalo because they've shown the resilience to bounce back, but this is a really tough spot, especially for a, a Tampa team that since they lost to Washington has rattled off three straight wins and three straight point spread covers. He- Los Angeles of – oh, no, go, go ahead. Go ahead, Key. No, I was going to say, here's a, here's a situation that Buffalo's going up against. They've surrendered 185 yards a couple weeks ago to the Indianapolis Colts and Jonathan Taylor. We saw what the New England Patriots were able to do to them on the ground. Now next up is Leonard Fournette and Ronald Jones. Balance attack from Tom Brady and company. It's a tall task going up against the Super Bowl champions in Tampa Bay. I understand that they have been able to bounce back at times – but without Tredavious White in the lineup, the secondary could be exposed. So the NFC Los Angeles team at Arizona, two-and-a-half-point favorites. The over-under is 51-and-a-half, Joe. This one has been interesting because Arizona has been the toast of the town this season. They continue to win. They continue to cover. The Rams struggling in recent weeks. Matthew Stafford not looking like himself. And yet, when the game opens, Arizona minus three, and they're hosting this game, by the way, the money comes in early on the Rams, knocking it down to two and a half. I think that's one of the most interesting moves of the week, uh, as well as another one I'm going to mention in a couple minutes here when we get to our favorite picks. The fact that the money has been on the Rams. Now, if you're going to follow it now, you're not getting the best of it because the three's gone. But the Rams, seven, one and one against the spread in their last nine against the Cardinals. And if you go back to earlier in the season, week four, when Arizona smacked these guys by 17 points, don't think that that's not something at the forefront of everyone's mind coming into this game. Matthew Stafford at least exercised some of those demons last week against Jacksonville. Who wouldn't? It's against Jacksonville. But he completed 26 of 38 passes for 300 yards, three scores, no picks, more importantly. I would say that the Sharp guys grabbed the Rams, but they grabbed them at plus three. The problem that I have, I understand what they did in week four. Robert Woods was certainly in the lineup, which didn't really amount to anything with the Rams. He is not in the lineup going to Arizona. Instead, it's OBJ replacing him. Can they get OBJ active and get him going to a point where it makes a difference? We know what Kyler Murray is. We know what DeAndre Hopkins is. We know they want to hold on to the number one seed in the NFC. The Rams are just trying to stay alive to make the playoffs. This is a huge game for the Rams. With all that being said, I'm taking a big toaster in the Arizona Cardinals. All right, Joe, before we get to house money, I, I wanted to ask you a, a Hooper question. What's the projected threes over and under right now for Steph Curry for the season? 
I don't have that in front of me right now. What I do know is that they put out some really cool odds uh, going into last night's game in the matchup against uh, the Portland Trailblazers where you had a chance to bet on which game Steph would break Ray Allen's all-time made three-pointers record. Now, last night it was about 60-1 to that he would do it because he would need 16. He only came away with six. So they haven't reposted the odds as of yet. Philadelphia, which is the next game up on the road, was plus 550, and it's dropping. A lot of the prices aren't great bets as of now, but the way it was projected out was that the third game of the trip, which I think is the Pacers, they're the third game of this stretch. So it's going to be Portland, Philly, and then the Pacers. That's the place that looked most likely for him to smash the record. He got six last night, so he only needs 10 more. But again, I mean... We look at Steph, and it's ridiculous that we say, yeah, he should get 10 in the next two games. I mean, 10 made three-pointers over two games is a lot for just about everybody else in the association. Time now for House Money, delivered by FanDuel. All right, you guys did pretty well last week. Um, Max and and Jay both won. Uh, Joe, again, another $6 loss. Joe, that's three straight weeks with a $6 loss oh. and four out of the last five. So you like that that $6 loss there. What, what, where some, are we all, though, can, Evan? Can, 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 can I get some credit, though, Evan? There. Nope, you cannot. Um, I can't loan key five? Nah, try okay. using your uh, your smart pay. Gas <laughs> 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 station. <laughs> so Max is at 88.71, Jay's at 78.60, and Joe's at 101.70. Um, you all lost on the Detroit-Minnesota under. Uh, I thought that was interesting, that everybody bet the under on that and lost. Uh, Max and, and Joe, you both won money on Arizona covering over Chicago. So week 14, let's go. All right, Joe. Go ahead, Joe. All right, three games up this week. Your standard risk 550 to win $5. Green Bay minus 12.5 against Chicago's pick number one. Nothing sexy about this. Nothing sharp about this. No inside information on this. I just think the Packers are going to smash the Bears. That's what this is. That's what they do. Green Bay's coming off the bye. They're at home. They've covered 21 point spreads in the last 28 meetings with Chicago. They're also 13-3 and three against the spread over the last 16 overall, so they're turning a profit against everybody. Bears 29th in the league in yards per play, 30th in scoring. The offense has been absolutely abysmal, and at some point, if it happen, hasn't happened already, that roster is going to completely pack it in and start looking towards A, the holidays, and B, the offseason vacation. Green Bay minus 12.5 over Bears. Play number one. Play number two, it's the Niners minus one over Cincinnati. This has been a point spread that has been flying in one direction all week long. Cincinnati opened as a two and a half point favorite. It's moved three and a half points to San Francisco minus one. Not a lot of faith amongst the professionals when it comes to the Cincinnati Bengals. I know they've put up some good wins this year. I know they have a solid record, but you dive into some of the metrics that matter, and they're not a team that checks the boxes in key spots. Uh, They're 20th in opponent yards per play on defense. They're 20th in turnover differential. They're 29th in sacks allowed. Protection has been a big issue this season, and they're very vulnerable in the passing game when it comes to those short crossers over the middle of the field. That's what Jimmy Garoppolo thrives with. Tight end George Kittle, seam down the middle, crosses over the middle. Fred Warner should be back on defense for the Niners. Debo Samuel could be back, which would be huge. Niners minus one and a bounce back over Cincinnati. And then I'll play tonight's Thursday night game under 43 and a half. We talked about it earlier. Unders have been very popular on Thursdays. They've hit an 11 of the last 13 Thursday games. Minnesota's defense much better at home when it has the crowd noise at its advantage as opposed to playing on the road. And I don't trust Roethlisberger and the Pittsburgh offense to matriculate the ball up and down the field consistently tonight under 43 and a half Minnesota Pittsburgh.
Yeah, I'm going to do 550 to win five on the Vikings covering. I'm not going to play that under Joe. There's something worries me sometimes about the Steelers. They just do things out of nowhere. But I'll I'll take the Vikings to cover. And then for the Bears at the Packers, I'll take $10, Evan, for the Packers to cover. And then uh, Dallas at Washington football. I will take I'll take 550 uh, for Dallas to cover. I got five bucks that says that Washington is going to beat that spread. I got 10 bucks that says Who New Orleans will cover against the Jets and I may not even want to do another one. I may not but I, I, sh- I should just to be sporting. Go ahead and do the Texans. Go ahead. For just Seattle to be to sporting. Just to be sporting. <laughs> do Seattle. Let's Give everyone Seattle a chance They're here. They're only at 7.5. I'm going to take the over in, uh, with Arizona and the Rams. Five bucks. All right. Wait, Evan, I got one more. 550 for the Chargers to cover versus the Giants. That's a late ad right there. Yes, Interesting. What got you over the hump in the last second there? Because they're my team, and I just don't trust them at all. <laughs> So I might as well win. If I'm going to be miserable, Joe, I might as well win some damn money while being miserable. That's called the emotional hedge, right? I'm yes. a Philadelphia fan, and when they played in the Super Bowl against the Patriots, you don't think I had a couple bucks on the Patriots just to make sure that if there was going to be yet another heartbreak, I wasn't going to come away with something? Exactly. And Max is thinking about doing the same. I see it in his uh, eyes. Yeah, I know, but I'm not going to do it. <laughs> That's house money delivered by FanDuel. Get your first bet risk-free when you sign up for FanDuel Sportsbook using promo code KJM. Thank you, as always, Joe. Always a pleasure, boys. Have a great Thursday. All right, Joe. Um, Guys, Kurt Warner was on this show yesterday, and I thought he articulated very well. He got to the point, something that we've been circling around the last, I don't know, bunch of shows, really, about really a lot of this season, once it was obvious that Arizona was really, really good. Why didn't... Like, why don't you pick Arizona to win the Super Bowl? And it was like, well, Kyler's never done it before. Yeah, but guys who've never done it before have, like, until they do it, right? So, like, that's not saying he can't do it. And we've been going back and forth on that, but you just trust Brady and Rodgers more. Listen to what Kurt Warner said. Listen to how he articulated this about Mac Jones and Kyler Murray and their excellent squads this year, their fortunes, their likely fortunes in the playoffs. You know, I look at the teams like the New England's, and the Arizona Cardinals that to me, maybe the two most complete teams in the NFL, I kind of step back a little bit because I just want to see those guys in the moment. I want to see those guys show me against good teams that they can stack those performances on top of one another three or four times to get to the Super Bowl. But when I look at the Cardinals, that's the only question I have is not as Kyler good enough, but when he gets into that moment, is he good enough to string three or four really good games together to beat an Aaron Rodgers and to beat a Tom Brady. Um, and that's that's kind of, to me, the only really step, the only thing that I need to see from the Cardinals to really believe that they're, you know, they're in the mix to be able to get to the Super Bowl. Yeah, see, he didn't say they can't do it. He said it's the only question he has, because that's a tall order. Win three, four games in a row. Stack them, as he said, against good teams. Yeah, and you, you know, in my mind, I got to play with it and figure out how he can accomplish that. Do I think he has a Super Bowl caliber team? Yes. It's very difficult, though, because things ratchet up in the playoffs, unlike preseason or regular season. It, it intensifies as you continue to go. And I was thinking to myself, what quarterbacks have done it for the first time in the playoffs? First what, time what, they got for, there. Into the playoffs. Brady. 
Brady did it, but I it's weird because I discount that because that team and those coaches had been there before. But that's like Mac Jones with with the Patriots now. It's but Belichick. Belichick's been there. That's been what there. I'm We're saying. Talking about you know, I'm talking about. Oh, you're just talking about the Cardinals. Okay, yeah, he was talking about both. I'm just talking about the Cardinals okay. as of right now. All right. And so when I look at that, I'm like, yeah, Brady did it. Kurt Warner did it. But that's why Kurt can speak to it because it's very, very difficult to do. You know, when you talk about other teams, I look at teams that have gone to playoffs, lose. They go to the playoffs, they lose, and they finally hit. Yep. There's a number of those. And that's usually the way it goes, opposed to a team, a Cinderella team out of nowhere. This isn't college football. This is the NFL. Uh, it's same thing with Mac Jones. Mac Jones is in a different because he's not asked to do as much as Kyler Murray. Mm-hmm. He's just asked to kind of, you know, Drive in the slow lane and don't do anything crazy. Three passes. Ky- Kyler yes. Murray is asked to drive it and swerve and get off the fast lane. And, oh, you missed your exit. Get off June. That's what Kyler Murray's asked to do. By the way, so it's a little bit different. Kyler, this year, I saw some crazy stat, and I want to remember what it was. It was his completion percentage of like 73 on this the season. But hold up. Handoffs. He's also, he's also, yeah, handoffs, right? Because when you say handoffs, what Keita means is not that they're short passes. It means that the receiver gets it. It's so nice. It's like, like a handoff. Hand off. He also is crazy in terms of his average yards attempted through the air. is like crazy high. So not only is he throwing it the deepest, but he's connecting the most. Yeah, and, and Jay, my thing is you're going to run up against mm-hmm. possibly Aaron Rodgers. Tom Brady. Tom Brady. A healthy Dak Prescott, Matthew Stafford, like those are the quarterbacks that you gonna kind of maybe see at some point. Maybe you win the, you get a buy, so you've only you only need to see them two of them twice. And right now, I don't know how everything's gonna shake out, but if you got to go through Brady and Aaron Rodgers, or Aaron Rodgers and Brady, or or Dak Prescott and Aaron Rodgers, or Dak Prescott Brady and Aaron Rodgers, like that's a hard. lot to do. Now he could do it. We'll see. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 80, we are happy to uh, hey girl, what's your name? welcome in Keyshawn Davis. 
Joining us on the Goodyear Hotline, brought to you by Goodyear. College football is winding down. Goodyear knows the passion it takes to drive every game forward, whether your team's home or away. The traditions that bring us together are still the same. That's the road that moves us. Goodyear more driven. Keyshawn Davis, everybody, is the Overload. men's Olympic so many silver medalist who he turned pro, was a decorated amateur, turned pro, and then the, the Olymp- you know, USA Boxing lets pros into the Olympics, like the Olympics are allowing that. So after three fights, he went over, won a silver, and now is sort of relaunching his professional career. Good morning, Keyshawn. Good morning, Matt. How are you? Doing pretty good, man. So I got to start with the question uh, everybody who listens to this show is thinking. How'd you get the name Keyshawn? <laughs> I was going to mention that, too. But, man, I was actually named after Keyshawn Johnson. My whole family thought I was going to be this football player. And actually, I thought I was going to be a football player, too. I was very good at it. Um, my mother and I used to watch Keyshawn Johnson all the time. And they loved how he played. They loved the type of person he was. And they actually named me after Keyshawn Johnson. Hmm. Yeah, no, I, you know, man, thank your parents because they got it right. You know, so many of us <laughs> out there, we screw names up. We, you know, they, good thing they didn't call you Kirasha or something way out because we get to put names together. You know how we do, man. We get some names, but Kirasha. Yeah, because you know how we do, Jay. You know how we do now. We get to mixing two and three names up together instead of simple Jason or Max or Terry. We get to mess it stuff up. But your parents, your parents got it right, man. That's for Terry. damn sure. They got tell them. I, I said, let them know that. Yeah, yeah, tell them for sure. If they're not listening, they got it right. So I got you. I'm gonna let them know. Did you grow up a Jets fan? Unfortunately, nah. My auntie good, was good. Good for you. Good for you. Lucky man. Who'd you root for growing up, Key? I was a Troy Palomalo fan originally, so I just stuck with the Steelers. Yeah. Gotcha. By the way, Keyshawn Davis, this is something I've been meaning to ask. You and I have not been able to talk. Um, you, you kept getting silver medals in the amateurs in international competitions. Guys, international competitions, when you dominate in those, you're the real deal. And you keep running up against, as many Americans do, one of these professional Cuban amateurs who have that incredible uh, amateur boxing program in Andy Cruz, right? But in the Olympics, it was close. Did you you feel you could have won that fight like, or should have gotten the decision there? Um, honestly, Max, I take my losses with my wins. I take my wins with my losses. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, it was a very close fight. We going three rounds. You know what I'm saying? Them judges sit there all day and judge fight. And all week, actually, for the two and a half weeks we was there. And, you know, they felt like that man won. So You, you know, want a rematch in the pros? And I went on about my business. Keyshawn, you want a re- rematch in the pros? Uh, I, I Honestly, this is how I feel about this, this fight between us two. I feel like he's the best amateur fighter out there. Amateur? But I feel like I'm the best fighter out there, period. You know what I'm saying? If it wasn't Andy Cruz, I'd be getting gold medals. I'd be getting gold medals easy. You know what I'm saying? If it wasn't for me, he wouldn't be having no great fight in amateurs. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's just that I got the ability to take it to the next level. Um, and we all know this, but we haven't seen that out of him yet. Mm-hmm. And if I feel like if I go a six around the way with this man, I feel like I'd get him out of there in four. Keep it real with you, Max. Mm-hmm. Kiki, I mean, uh, 
You asked Kiki, all that about don't mess up the name. And then you, it's your own what, name. What are you telling me? No, no, call me Kiki. Yeah, no. like he told you. No, 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 no. My son' name is Keyshawn. Okay. And we call him Kiki. And so, uh, yeah, so yeah. Keyshawn, you on the yes, undercard sir. of the, the uh, Lomachico fight at Madison Square Garden. What do you think is going to be like to fight at MSG? Oh, honestly, man, at first I was answering that question saying, uh, it's, 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 it's going to be another fight. You know, a ring is a ring, you know, things like that. But I had to think about it. Like this is the MSG of Action Square Garden. You know, I've been here a couple of times watching fights, but it, it'd probably be a different feeling being in there. You know, it's just that I'm, you know, I'm coming off the biggest tournament, biggest fights of my life. You know what I'm saying? So coming back down in opponents, I would say, you know, I'm not, worried about anything you know what i'm saying this is going to be a fun day for me um fighting the master square garden hopefully the nerves don't get to me because it, it, it never did but like you said this is an msg this is master square garden on a, on a huge card um it should be a fun day for me though at the end of the day did you have nerves in the olympics you mentioned hopefully the nerves don't get to me when and you you had i'd seen quotes from you Keyshawn, about how even when you were a pro, you were look, you were thinking about the Olympics. Did you did you feel like like that was? Did you feel the butterflies? Did you have to learn how to control the nerves in the Olympics? Oh, definitely, man. Even me and my teammates included. Some teammates, one of my teammates, almost fainted before the fight. <laughs> uh, my other teammates were saying his hands were shaking. With me, man, it, it wasn't that dramatic for me. Because I can, I know I can fight at the end of the day. I'm not really worried about nothing. It's just more so my performance. I want to perform like a superstar every single time I step in that ring. So if I'm any, getting any jitters and nerves, it's just I just want to really want to perform and give everybody a great fight, and, and I want everybody to remember me after that fight. So when I was in the Olympics, you know, my debut, I would say I fought a guy that I had fought before. The first time I fought this guy, I was 19, and it was in the Netherlands, in his hometown. And he had went to the 2016 Olympics, and he was returning again in the 2020 Olympics. And he had lost in 2016, so my first fight was against a guy that was already an Olympian and, and already had lost. So he coming in, coming back stronger, as I would think, you know. But I stay relaxed as possible, you know what I'm saying? And I, I got the job done, unanimous decision. Keyshawn Davis, ladies and gentlemen, from Norfolk, right? Originally, Key? Yes, sir. Norfolk, Virginia. Yeah, go, in that, came... go in that ring with that swag, Keyshawn. Know, know who came out of <laughs> Norfolk, <laughs> Virginia? My favorite fighter ever, Pernell Whitaker. Okay. Out of Norfolk. A big legacy to hold up. All right, Key, thanks for jumping on the, on the, <laughs> on the uh, radio with us this morning. Yeah, go in that ring with that swag. Let them know. Yeah. Oh, he... <laughs> I, I got you, Keyshawn. Appreciate you, Max. Facts. This kid, the kid can box. The kid can can well, really. I mean, his name really is Keyshawn. What did you expect? When you lose in the in, when you lose in the gold medal round close to the Cuban amateur, because their whole program, because it's a communist country, all their best fighters go to the Olympics permanently, right? Yeah. Their so whole program is based on how to win under the amateur rules. That's why when Keyshawn says, "Yeah, he's probably the best amateur in the world," at, although it was close, right? But once you take the amateurism away, you make it a pro fight, I'm going to beat them in the pros if that ever happens. Keyshawn, J. Will and Max, presented by Progressive Insurance, all guests on the Goodyear Hotline. What quarterback needs to win multiple playoff games to prove themselves? The Keyshawn, J. Will and Max Podcast. 
We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max presented by Progressive Insurance. So, all right, earlier, Key gave us his observations for what every member of, his, of the production staff would be if they weren't in radio just based on a voice. Want to know what Key would be? What? See, at first, but he already gave this to Evan. First, I was thinking he owns a little neighborhood store. I don't know what it is. And he like, you could hear him loud. He's giving advice to the kids. The neighborhood Yeah, he's giving advice to every time you walk by. He's giving it. But then I realized, no, no. What Key, you got to say something, Key, so we can hear you. Like, um, hopefully things work out the way it's supposed to. All I can do is do what I do. So what Key is, is a high school football coach who's hustling on the side to get a motive. He has a motivational speaking program. He's trying to, he's trying to market, he's trying to distribute and he's hustling on the side, trying to get people to pick up the, 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 the motivational speaking program. He's trying, he's working Something on it. Independently. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I when I'm shocked that Alan Yates just jumped in my ear and said it to me. Cause I was holding on to it. What? He is the owner of a barbershop. Like mm-hmm. he's the owner of a chain of barbershops. A chain? You give him a whole chain? Well, yeah. Obviously, Jeez. there's the background. You know, played in the league. He's, uh-huh. he's like, I, uh-huh. I got ten fifteen, and he walks in one. You know, like with all the. You ever, have you ever been? Have you ever been to a barbershop match? Uh, yeah. Okay. You know the guys that walk in and be like, "What you doing, boy? What you got going on?" Like just making fun of everybody. It feels like that's what he is. So I'm Eddie. <laughs> so Eddie, the DVDs, Ed, Eddie the in the barbershop. But that's that. That's more the dude who cuts your hair. No, no, that's a not deal. necessarily. No, no. You could be the owner who cuts, but not really. Yeah, he only cuts for the right people. Yeah, the right yeah. people. I yeah, cut, yeah, yeah, yeah. I cut three hairs. I cut about seven hairs a week. Yeah, and, you know, every now and then, I don't really like to deal with celebrity bar. You know, cutting their hair because they complain too much. Rent out the chairs yeah. to whoever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I know. I see what Jay's saying. He got yeah, a little bit good. Of him. That's good. Better than mine. You got the pager on the hip. You know what I mean? I do. Um. Yeah. Dr. Pepper call in line, 888-SAY-ESPN, which quarterback needs to win multiple playoff games to prove themselves? That was the question. What's the answer, Francis, in Pennsylvania? You said which quarterback needs. I'm sorry. I thought I was answering the question about Aaron Rodgers. Well, but answer, so give me, give me your answer about Aaron Rodgers. Go ahead. <laughs> it's definitely Super Bowl or bust for Aaron Rodgers, though. I mean, you, you don't – put on that type of performance during the off season Facts. and just like, I don't, you don't, I mean, what does he expect just to win another championship title or, or MVP? No, you have to win a Super Bowl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree. I mean, he did what he could do to get the, the organization to keep Jordan love from getting on the field. So, I mean, what are you going to do that just to win another division title or MVP? The same, no, he has to win a Super Bowl. That's the same thing you and I said, Max. Yeah. I mean, same I agree with that. It. Yeah. Garland in Atlanta. You're on Keyshawn J. Willamax, ESPN Radio. 
fumbling with the phone. Hi, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. go ahead, Garland. Hey, how's it going, guys, this morning? What's happening? Good morning. Good. My, my, my thing is I love, I love Aaron Rodgers, great talent. Mahomes, great talent. And I'm a 49er fan by heart. I hate to give it up to Brady, Brady's number one, but Joe Montana is a lock at number two. And yeah. I say that because he's 4-0 and in Super Bowls, and his stats, no interceptions in four Super Bowls. He's 4-0, and and he left and went to Kansas City and almost went to the Super Bowl there. So to me, and I love Aaron Rodgers, I like Mahomes, but Montana is a lock at number two. Yeah, he. I mean, he's a he's a lock at two now because Brady almost doubled his Super Bowl victories, like you said. But it, when that was that three to four, that four to six, or that four to five, that conversation was different. Well, the, first of all, there's a difference between peak peak greatness and career greatness. There's also a difference to me between better and greater because, of course, as things go on, they get better and yeah. better. But you got to compare people to who they were playing against. Patrick in North Carolina, you're on with Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Hey, good morning, guys. How are y'all? What's going good? First of all, I want to say y'all do a great job, and I really enjoy y'all's show. I like the realness and the honesty and the chemistry. And then I want to say I'm a Steelers fan, so I want to respectfully disagree with Patrick from Atlanta from earlier because he's I have watched Aaron Rodgers with a flip of the wrist throw at 60 yards and beat a team at halftime with a, with a Hail Mary. So for him to say that Aaron Rodgers is not a winner and that he has to win, he is doing so much more with less. Not now, anymore, I also want to say this. He's had some Jay years Will, with less, but he, he quickly, got a lot. Good. I think they Jay Will, you are quickly I'm a Tar Hill fan and you are quickly becoming my second favorite Duke player. Okay. Quickly. You rise to the game. You know why a Tar Hill fan wouldn't like well, who's, you. Well hey, who's man, hold on. Yeah, who's one? Who am I behind? I'm the second pick again. Damn. Who's one? Sorry. Who's one? Who's your favorite Duke player at number one? Grant Hill. Oh, okay. Okay, we'll take that. He's a GL. Okay, okay. I'll be if you just said, yeah, yeah. said Grayson Allen or something. Ah, nah, nah. <laughs> Can't have it. Can't have it. Tim in Georgia. You're on with Keyshawn J. Will and Max, ESPN Radio. Grayson Allen. Chris in Albany. You're on with Keyshawn J. Will and Max on ESPN Radio. Hey, what's going on, guys? What's, what's happening, on, Chris? Key, hearing you, you sound your voice sounds like you you're the guy who takes your info at the Jiffy Lube and tries to upsell you on the tire cleaning. <laughs> you know been, damn well those tires are getting clean. I've never been to a Jiffy Lube. <laughs> Hopefully they're a sponsor. Hey, Jiffy Lube, hey, we, love we you. need you, Jiffy Lube. Yes, Get in the game. Great sponsor. It is interesting to see what people like. It's it's not it's not based on the voice. It's based on what they think of you. They think you're slick. Yeah, yeah. All of us got a little slick. Like, oh, oh yeah, all the, we all the, do. Call, the callers all seem to think that we're we got a little shady kind of a slickness. Upsell, yeah, a little upsell. Because that's, that's Jay. The, yeah, I, you know I got the upsell. I asked for some regular Nikes, and he bringing me some Louboutins. I didn't want those. Here, take these off whites right here, Virgil. I went know, in for a tie clip. Vir- he bringing me a roll of ties. <laughs> First of all, they don't have exactly what you're asking for, but he's not going to let you leave the store without making a sale. Yeah, I want those. Who's brown. still wearing I tie the, clips? I want the brown, and then he's going to bring me red, black, white, and he's going to also try to sell me on a size 14 uh. when I wear a 13. Hey, okay, Yates, turn up the energy a little bit, baby. Did oh, you get enough? Why. Hey, Key wanted R&B before he got out of here today. Did you get enough? 
Yeah, it's cool. Yates hook you up? Yeah, we, right. Yates, yeah, Yates always do me It's good. Friday for Yates and Costello, you know? And me. Yates been th- playing a lot of rock and roll <laughs> no, recently. Not. So this was a little Never different today. All right. Ooh. Keyshawn, Jay, Will, mm. and Max. Got to bring we Max are back those tomorrow. Same time, same station. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.